Welcome back to another episode of Being Human with Chris Walker, a podcast about just that, being human. How can we be a little more the human being that we really want to be? How can we be less of the human being that we think that we are supposed to be? On this episode, we are talking about, oh man, leaving Bali. So I'm leaving Bali. Bali, that has been a beautiful place that has been home for the last five years. And as I'm leaving Bali, I've made peace. And I find this to be this episode that is the hardest episode to almost think about doing. And I have no plan for that at all, because there's something that's just so real about it that I, there's not a, oh, this is the way to tell people a thing. This is like a, that full expression almost. And I find so many analogies as I've reflected back on my time in Bali and also really tune in and create some levels of introspection on what's happening right now. So I'm leaving. And when I came back to Bali, uh, or was on my way back to Bali in June, July of July, June, July of 2021, I got really, really bad news. I was told that I was no longer wanted at a yoga studio, which is the was the spiritual bypassing bullshit way of saying that you're fired. And I wasn't just fired. I was replaced by friends without being told that that was happening. They had to reach out to me and be like, yo, are you coming back to Bali? Cause, uh, the owners and I, I hold back from saying these people's names. Um, so-and-so wants me to take your class permanently and <clears throat> to create community is something that I didn't know was a fundamental core part of my life and my sense of purpose. And when I look at all the changes that have happened in Bali, I knew that they were going to happen. They had to happen. There was no sustainability for how the Balinese or even the Indonesian culture has shifted to make tourism, the welcoming of tourists and foreigners as a part of their culture. So I knew things were going to change. Uh, was I prepared for how fast they were going to change? No, I was not. But I knew things would. But when I really look at the higher level, not the, the minutia of the day-to-day -day and the comforts here and there, and, oh, it was so nice when there was nobody here. Yeah. But when I first moved to Bali, there was a beauty in being in Bali, in having space from corporate Chris, corporate world, corporate bullshit. And as my one friend calls it, corporate nonsense, the nonsense of my, that filled so much of my life. And I was like, Oh my God, the nonsense, the bullshit it didn't matter. Oh man. It's so soft. It's so refreshing being without it. Uh, and, but there was this challenge with, for me, I'm a naturally a shy person, which nobody believes. I don't need you to believe it. I am, but there was this shyness or this challenge. I should say my shyness caused a challenge because Bali was so transient. You know, you would meet somebody and a day later they'd be gone. And you're like, oh man, to go out on my, my, <laughs> I'm like sweating thinking about it for those that are on audio. Uh, but to go out on a limb and try to make a human connection and then think, oh, this connection's amazing. And then they're leaving in three days. They're leaving in a week. I still remember like my first friend, uh, one of my first friends that I made out here, she was here for like two weeks, then she was gone. 
And luckily, I made two friends that are one of them just left, and the other one's going to leave, and I'm leaving. So five years later, we kind of off and on made it all the way through. But but that was something that was normal. So there was this beauty that was Bali, and then part of like you just accepted it. You, I didn't know anything else of Bali than to know that this churning, this transientness was was going to happen. And then from a yoga teaching perspective, it was just like, you know, every class is 50 to, or sorry, 75 to 95% new people, but that's all I knew. And it was just this opportunity to continue to explore, continue to create. And I got to con create whatever I wanted. The endless bounds of whatever happens in my mind when it came to teaching yoga, I got to teach human beings whatever I wanted to. And it was so beautiful. There was no like, you know, there's yoga teachers that will tell you like, oh, you know, I teach a lot of these kind of people, these kind of people. So I don't really get to kind of like expand and teach anything and everything. And I got to teach anything and everything. And that was the beauty of teaching at a studio and in a place where like the yoga teachers of the world come for holiday. It's like, oh, how many people in this class are yoga teachers? And 15 of 40 people raise their hand. And I'm like, oh, guess what? That means I get to do whatever because you guys can't handle it. Like, we're just going to throw things out and see how we create this. And that was so beautiful. But then I look at COVID times and COVID times created, um, that was moment one of almost got Bali comfortable. I almost got comfortable because, oh, I got like five classes a week at Radiantly Alive that are never consistent, but at least there's five of them-ish, five to eight. And I've got three classes now at Samadhi, which is a studio in Changu, and I got one class at Odyssey. So I'm like, this 12 classes, like I'm just, I was like, oh, plus a couple workshops, I can make about 1500 US dollars a month. And that's so comfortable. And Bali back, that's like, 20 million rupiah and that's going to cover a place for me to stay all my food which is about 90 percent of my monthly budget or 50 60 percent of my monthly budget i can have a place to stay i can pay for my visa i can oh man now what is it pay for my scooter so food rent scooter and i have a little bit there like i'm going to get that's that was bali comfortable and i was right there i'm like yeah i'm going to be bali comfortable and then boom COVID hits and Studio, studio in New Woods closed. Studio in Chengdu is open, but we are like at like three and four people coming to class, two people coming to class. Teachers are leaving. Everything's there. And we almost had this like giant reset. And in this giant reset, I was lucky enough to <laughs> get some good classes. And then there's nobody. There's nobody coming, but you're showing up. I am showing up. And in that showing up from nothing, we created community me and the other teacher at the studio burned and i think charlotte's woman charlotte was there too she might have left i can't remember but it was like there was no one in bali and it was like but people there there were but it's like oh that place samadhi's open and we were like the two beacons of light and we created community when there was barely community here and then bali slowly became a little more alive. People that were here were coming out in the kind of a semi-lockdown-ish time. And it was like, oh, wow, this is beautiful to create community, to have 90 plus percent of your students, not unknown and new, but to be there knowing them by name, knowing something about them, knowing about their practice, how they move, a little piece of really who they are. And that was this gratitude of like, something that I had yet to experience as a yoga teacher. I never taught for 
five or 10 years in San Francisco. Freaking my teacher, Janet Stone has been taught at Yoga Tree Castro for 20 years. And that community, uh, that Sangha is so beautiful. And then all of a sudden the owners of Samadhi got on a hostile takeover from the landowner, which was a boundary cross for me. And it was never the same. And I got fired from Samadhi because I spoke up for the yoga teachers. Um, but I realized, you know, not to go too far down that path was a boundary was crossed by how these people treated somebody that I cared about. And I wanted to be comfortable so badly that I didn't speak up in that boundary crossing. And out of that, Oh man, this community, I have that core childhood wound of like, I'm not enough. No one wants to come to my party. And all of a sudden people started coming to the party and I thought it was the studio and me a little bit that made this party a thing. Well, the beautiful thing is we opened up another studio, help open up reading a live Changu. And it was like, oh man, now we're really creating again from scratch and to see people from Samadhi coming over to see people that might have left Bali that now we can have this, these visas that get us back in and being like, yes, we've created it again. Oh man. Oh. And then when I came back from California and Mexico, that was gone. It was taken from me. And I can say it was taken from me and I can get called. Oh, are you playing a victim? And I don't really give a fuck about any of that shit. Uh, that's not what I'm here to talk about. But in that moment, I pulled back. I had this wound from a stab in my back and a break in my heart. And I took a step back and then beautiful things happened. I was able to start teaching these yin yoga teacher trainings and those have happened. I've done six of them at 70, almost a hundred students. I've trained to be yin teachers across the world now. And, but all of a sudden it was other things. I came back to Bali and a month after being back here, I was moved out of my room without anybody telling me my hearing aid was lost, which is something that creates me in the most vulnerable place. Uh, Three months later, after finding a new place, I have to be at the police station because this woman is threatening me, verbally assaulting me, harassing me, bringing people into my home to try to intimidate me. And, and then I find another place. I have luckily the beauty of the community, the friends that I have supported me and helped me find another place. And then all of a sudden, I'm now being told, oh, sorry, there's bad communication. Somebody's moving in here, yada, yada, yada. And fast forward, I'm in, I, I have to leave the island because I'm like, I don't really know where to go, but I go to Thailand for, a week, uh, for eight days. And my first time in Bali, I was in Thailand first and I came to Bali and I was sitting there and I'm like, Bali, I mean, Thailand's awesome. I love Thailand, love Thai food. Love the Thai culture, love everything about Thailand. But Thailand, now I'm like, this, this is batshit crazy. This is like, this, this place is just moving. The pace is so fast. The speed of speech is so fast. And Bali, I'm like, oh my God, Bali's so relaxing. It's calming. And that Bali trip was like two nights and scuba diving up in the north and two nights of drinking and eating in Seminyak. So we didn't even really know Bali. And I left and went to Phuket, which I thought was a batshit crazy area. And it was the most relaxing, calming eight days that I could remember in years since COVID. And with that, 
I came back to Bali and the first night something felt off and I felt a lack of safety and security in the home that I lived in. I felt a negative energy from the people, the person that I was living with. And I'm just like, yo, you just made me leave out of nowhere because of your bad communication. And then it's like this awkwardness. And I just like feel into that, Chris, don't ignore it and leave now. And I did. And after doing the whole finding housing thing, I found this super simple guest house and I just had to tune in with myself. I'm like, why are you forcing this so much? It's like, oh, I have, you have a relationship with a woman and you've been dating them for five years and four years were fundamentally awesome. And you can look yourself in the mirror and say, for the last year, I've been showing up for you. I've been trying hard to be there for you, to connect with you, to like reignite this love. But why is it? It feels like I'm forcing it. And the beautiful thing about Mama Bali is Mama Bali going to be Mama Bali. Um, but when I look at my relationship with her, I'm like, what I am forcing right now to hope to feel and find the love, the connection, the comfort that was happening in these first four years, pre and during COVID, and even the beginning of after the uh, the lockdown came came out, and like that is not a reality. It is not happening right now. So you need to stop forcing it. And I had reached out to a number of people in my life not knowing that this decision was going to be made between when I reached out to them and we actually got a call scheduled. And Nina, one of my dear friends, uh, who that journey, that should be a podcast in and of itself, that journey of a friendship, which is something I'm super appreciative to have it still in my life. Uh, when we finally talked, I had made peace that I was leaving Bali. And she, to a certain extent, shared her words were, you need to move. Bali was a part of your healing journey. And I'm like, no. I am not one of those people that up a new bud on their healing journey. I was like, I was living here. I made home here. I had intention. I was filling my life with purpose. And when I think about what she says, she was still right, but it was, I was on a, what I call a high functioning healing journey. So I was a high functioning person in need of healing. I was in need of healing from my corporate world, the PTSD that was a part of that. And I use that very lightly because my father suffers from PTSD, but there was a post-traumatic syndrome of, um, of the corporate world of how that impacted and destroyed my marriage impacted and destroyed me, brought me to depression. So Bali was a healing journey, but in the midst of that, I didn't just let's go to all the workshops and crawl inward. I crawled inward to a certain extent, but I expressed and created outward and as she said that, and I was coming through all this different evolution, I look back and like, these are all things that are super apparent external signs. But when I drop into the inside, the inside of me, I am, and I have come to the realization that my purpose is not being fulfilled in Bali. There is a purpose and a part of my purpose is here, but when, and even the community that I created at Samadhi and Radiantly Alive, those were still little pieces of my purpose to teach all these amazing human beings. Yoga is a gift that I am honored and grateful to give, but that's only a piece of the puzzle.
that creation of community and not creating a community that is just around yoga, but creating a community of human beings that are literally like the people right here, you that is listening to this podcast, that are a community of global human beings and even more importantly, local human beings to somewhere that I call home that are here and want to come together to try to just be human, to be the human being that they truly want to be. And how can we foster, how can I foster and enable just a space that helps people connect deeper to themselves. And that is my purpose. And I look at the energy. Like right now it's just like, okay, do I teach my one class in Pereira non at the path? Do I teach my one class at yoga barn and through showing up there, I'll be given the right to have another class and then maybe two classes and I'll have my little yin training over here. And that'll help me get my next evolution of Bali comfortable? Or do I realize, no, stop putting the goal of life right now on getting comfortable in Bali and go do the uncomfortable thing and fulfill your purpose somewhere else. And when I realized that I am not fulfilling my purpose here, nothing else mattered. There is a sadness to what is the loss of a place that has meant so much for me for so many years, but there is a giant joy in my heart knowing why I am going where I'm going, why I am going to create somewhere, something somewhere to feel that I, through my, the fullest expression that I have am creating and expanding and creation and expansion happens in the place of discomfort. No one has grown a muscle by keeping that muscle comfortable. When that muscle gets stretched, when that muscle gets tired, when it gets broken down is when it gets rebuilt into its biggest. And I am excited as hell and nervous as hell and worried as hell and dancing my dance and energetically crying my cry as I spend these last couple of weeks in Bali and as I begin to move on in the world and in this moving on, I hope to create and express and enable human connection. I do feel like Los Angeles is calling me as my place of home um, in which I hope to create community, but allow it to be a global community of humans, hopefully that are listening here. Maybe the, through the humans that I'm teaching and already have taught around the world. And I just hope to foster community, create community and one human being at a time, allow them to feel that they have a power deep within them that is already there that allows them to give themselves permission to just be themselves. And so with that Bali, I am signing out for you as home. I will always love you, but I got to fall in love with someone else and maybe whoever's there in that somewhere else I'll bring back to here so that they can get a little bit of your love as well. I am eternally grateful for you, Mama Bali, for the beauty that you are, for the magic that is this island, the magic that is the people of this island and the culture. Thank you for the greatest, I believe the greatest gift that I have been given or that could have been given was the gift of being in Bali for the years of 2021 through 2022. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the human beings in my life 
before I got here that just said the word Bali, that allowed this Bali thing to be in my field as a potential place to come. Bali, thank you. I love you. And I will see you later. And thank you for joining another episode of Being Human with Chris Walker. I hope you subscribe and I hope you catch you on another episode. Thank you.